Hello everyone, welcome to 3 Count Radio and today I have the one-time Future Shop Women's Champion, Holly Barlow. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm alright, how are you? Fantastic, absolutely Good. fantastic. How do we feel now that gyms are open? Because you've been very, I was going to say very vocal, it's probably not the right word. You've put on social media a lot with you doing home workouts. Yeah, it was kind of... Um, I started doing it for form checks because I was really struggling with my form and I thought I'll check yeah. all before I start going back to the gym again. Because um, I started a new gym before lockdown. So I was a bit skeptical about going back and like my form being really crap. Um, and then <clears throat> it kind of just became like an accountability thing of like, I'm doing this, I'm really trying hard. Like I, I enjoyed posting the workouts and people was like messaging me saying they were motivated because I was posting them so I thought it was nice to help people out during lockdown because I know times are really difficult um so it was really nice to know that I was helping people and I kind of felt that motivated me to carry on doing them um and then I started like posting um music over them that I just thought was really yeah. cool and people were like oh you know this is really cheered up my day because the music I've not heard it in like five years so yeah. yeah it was really nice just kind of like just me doing a few squats in my room was just cheering people up so yeah it was really nice and yeah but it's it's so much better being back at the gym oh, I've missed it so much 100% yeah I mean it's motivational because a lot of people myself included I've got all the stuff at home I've got everything I think I might because I'll have a bit of time between now and the radio I think I might get a little bit in but it's so difficult to motivate yourself in order yeah. to work out when you're at home um, it's so hard there's so I many distractions as well yeah and, and I can't distractions just like, are like up there when you're working yeah out. you can't just chill out like there'd be so many distractions and my cat was always there so I'd, I'd spend like half an hour rest breaks just calling my cat and you know I'd, it was kind of making the, the workout pointless because I was just yeah. sat on the floor with my cat so it's nice kind of having the gym and not having distractions there that um kind of like make my workout just useless really to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, I can't think I can't work out with my dog in the room because I'll be on the I'll be on the ground like you know sit ups and all that and it'll just be <laughs> it'll jump on me it'll be like that I, on top of that yeah okay yeah, you just give right. up then don't you it's like okay I'll just I'll take it I'm glad my gym doesn't have like a gym dog or anything because I'd be so <laughs> screwed if it did like I just I could never work out again this wouldn't nah, work for me. No, nah. <laughs> everybody would just huddle in the corner around the dog. It'd be a local celebrity at that point. I'm did I did um legs and a little bit of back with deadlifts yesterday and all right um because I see a personal trainer and all right she um she has been easing us back in with full body workouts and I feel right. like yesterday was. I feel like yesterday was um, the first proper session back and with the picture that you saw, you could see the toll oh, yeah. it took on me. <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh, it was brutal, but I loved it. I yeah, it's always it. a good thing when you're in the session like that. You know, you've done a good session, don't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would you say you like working the most in the gym? In the gym? Um... I really enjoy doing upper body. Like it's just my favorite thing to do. So many different things to like. So many different exercises because sometimes I find leg day is quite um, samey. You know, it's just the same few exercises, and it's kind of hard to get a bit of variation around leg day. 
Um, but then recently I've, I've got onto a new plan um, and he's very um, like lower body focused. So that's been really beneficial for me to kind of like make my leg days more interesting, um, which has been a load of fun because I've been able to just, well, I'm doing three, upper body, three lower body days and two upper body days, which I don't like. Uh, but it's not a long plan. So then once that once that's over, I'm gonna carry on doing my full body days. But um my legs kind of they kind of progress a lot quicker than my upper body up my upper body does. Um so I don't like working on it too much because I'd rather focus on my body and then kind of like let my legs kind of pick up the pace a bit. But um yeah, it's probably back. I really, really enjoy back, working yeah. back. It's my favorite thing to do. Um but yeah, probably black. Like, it's definitely back my favorite yeah i enjoy back i do that working back but it's so much fun it's got to be legs for me really I, I am that weirdo that enjoys leg day oh I'm no <laughs> leg days take me like twice as long as well because i'm just gassed the entire time it's just that that's oh that's me with upper body so message just <laughs> from my monitor okay there you go that's me with upper body. Like we did upper the other the other week. Like, last week we did upper. I was like, oh, I was absolutely gassed. I was gone. <laughs> like, it's something about it. Like I don't know what it is. I need to do upper more than anything else because my yeah. legs are actually. I excel at legs. Like before three months ago, before lockdown, I was hitting two hundred k on leg press and things like that. So I was Bloody pushing really quite heavy. Yeah. So um, I'm burdened back up to that now, like, but um, I, I'm confident with legs, but upper body, mm, <laughs> I'm not so confident on upper body. I do like doing oh, back though. I like deadlifts. I do like doing yeah. back. Yeah, I um, I've been implementing a lot of deadlifts into my workouts at the minute because I suffered from like a back injury a few years ago, so it's been really oh, yeah. difficult for me to do like deadlifts because I'm really scared of injuring it again. Um. And it usually gives me quite a few nags, but it's kind of been one of those things where like, I know I need to work on it. And I know to get my back stronger, I need to kind of make the muscles around my back stronger. Yeah. So I've been trying to focus on like deadlifts. Um, I've been doing RDLs a lot because they tag, they really hurt my lower back. So I've been trying to like work my way around doing them um, and doing it so my back doesn't hurt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been, fo- I've been focusing a lot of stuff on like my lower back and trying to improve my strength in there because um, it only helped me wrestling as well anyway because um, yeah, yeah. it, it causes me a lot of jit when I wrestle so um, yeah I've been focusing on that a lot in the gym yeah similar that's quite it's quite similar to me with legs because when I was 18 I dislocated my knee numerous oh, really? times yeah so um, I think that I, I, always, I do always say that's pretty much why I enjoy leg day yeah because you know because of the rehab you have you kind of learn to enjoy it yeah, because he's doing it all the time for rehab. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why I've got stronger legs than upper body. But I'm, I need to catch up with, with my body. Upper body needs to catch up. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do understand needing to I understand the concern because you don't want to hurt it again. Yeah, I, scary, isn't I it? Just like, I imagine that's what you're like with your knee. It's just mm. it's very scary to, you know, because you know it's vulnerable. So yeah, you become scary. hyper aware of it, don't you? Yeah. Like, yeah, you really, really are. But then I think like... that. Sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry. Um, it's like once you injure something, it's like when I'm watching when I'm watching the rest of them and they land on the legs. So I I look at the knees like, oh, oh no. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I might move, you know, because this light is really bad. I'm going to go on bed. The sun's like really badly in my eye and it's really hurting, so I'm going to move. No problem. <laughs> I'll at least show you as comfortable as you can, no problem at all. I think my cat's getting annoyed as well because I was resting on my cat's uh, radiator bed and oh. she's just looking at me like she wants to kill me, so I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> she hates me so much. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm, I'm ready again. <laughs> so, a young Carly Barlow growing up. Young Carly Barlow, you are young. But a young Carly Barlow growing up. <laughs> I still up. am, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wrong turn of phrase there. <laughs> <laughs> Who inspired you to start training? Um, so, I feel like it's so cliche, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, this happened. Um, but... <laughs> basically what happened was my brother was really into it and he can't do any sport really because he's got really dodgy hips um so he was really into wrestling and I was very close to my brother when I was younger so I was around like 11 12 and we started watching it together and the first memory I have of it is um Seamus winning the championship against Daniel Bryan at Wrestlemania you know he won in like 13 seconds I can't remember how many seconds it was but yeah, that was my first memory. And I straight away, I was like, oh my God, this is really cool. Um, so maybe like a year after that, um, I tried to look around for wrestling schools. But obviously I was like 12, 13, so it wasn't going to happen. Um, and I found like a little place down the, like down the road to me that did like Olympic wrestling and some mission grappling and stuff like that. So I thought, oh, that's a really good way to ease myself in. And to be honest, I thought it was world wrestling when I started because I was a child and I had no idea. Um, so when I got in and doing all this stuff, I'm like, what's all this? Like, I'm really confused. <laughs> um, so I started doing that for a bit and then circumstances changed and I couldn't go anymore. But I like, that was really, really interesting for me to learn how to do that sort of stuff. Um, and then in 2015, um I found Future Shock Academy in Manchester and yeah started wrestling I'm very much a like just try it before you you what's the term now um you never know until you try it so I was very much like I'll try it I might not like it but I'll give it a shot if I don't then I've tried it I'll move on with my life um and then my first session there I just fell in love with it and kind of went from there yeah so yeah my brother inspired me to wrestle Good. That's a different answer. That's a Is it? Yeah. Usually you think, oh, such a person, such a wrestler, such a. But I like it. I like the fact that it's your brother. Yeah, I never really like watched it before that, and um, I never knew about independent wrestling. Like, mm. I didn't know anything about that until I started training. And this one guy was like, "Are you going to the show tonight?" And I said, "What? Like, what show? Like a WWE show?" And he's like, "No, no, like the Future Shock show." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And then my mum used to take me to training and she used to stay there whilst I trained. So she was like, oh, let's go down. We'll, like, we'll get some tickets on the doors and we'll just go and sit and watch the show. And that was like my first indie show. And I was just like, this whole other world of wrestling that I didn't know about. And I was so amazed. Um, so, yeah, that was really, really cool. Um, and, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's yeah. mad. Future Shop was mine as well. Was it? 2017. Yeah, wow. that was my first um, first real uh, indie 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 show. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's a. Uh, um, I can't talk. 
Future Shock <laughs> and um, Fighting Spirit mean a lot, personally. Yeah. Future Shock for me, I've said it plenty of times before on this on this podcast. It's like a, I do feel like Future Shock is more like a family. Yeah, it, I really hold it close to my heart. Like it's proper, just mm. there, really home promotion. Yeah, you feel even with the fans, the wrestlers, it you feel close and you feel like a family of everyone. It's a really yeah, nice I, yeah, I felt like that when I was kind of watching the shows as like a trainee fan because yeah. I, I was only there. I started watching the shows after like a month of training. Um, so I was still very much, I felt like a fan. Yeah. And that was how I felt. It was like, oh, this is really cool. Like this is, it's such a nice little community. Um, and I, yeah, I liked that aspect. The same people went to the shows and you kind of knew them. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed the aspect of it. Yeah, I- it, it was the transition weird like because i can imagine watching as a fan but like not but without the wrestling experience behind you and then you've got the wrestling experience you're a wrestler yourself and then you watch as a fan but you're a wrestler so is that do, do you it's, it's look at it a bit weird like a bit differently oh yeah like the minute i say wrestling i watch wrestling completely different like it kind of ruins the illusion for you like yeah i can imagine wishes i never became a wrestler because I can't watch wrestling that I would just and enjoy it. Mm. I mean, I can, I can't. Like sometimes I enjoy it and sometimes I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess, I guess everyone does that, not just wrestlers, but I think when you're a wrestler, you're kind of watching it to learn and, you know, you get bits from it and you're watching it for that learning experience and not just to enjoy it as a fan and just enjoying wrestling itself. So it is very different. It's different. And it's weird to then watch it with someone who is a fan. Like, my brother is a fan. And when I watch it with him, it's just so weird. Because, <laughs> like, it's just a different atmosphere between us. Um, but, yeah, it was really, it was really, really weird. It was weird yeah. when I started watching the Future Shock shows as well. Because I was, it was that, like, in-between of, like, a fan. But then I didn't want to be weird because, like, I knew them, but I didn't know them. And, it yeah, yeah it was really weird. Yeah, that that in, little in between stage of just stepping into the business. Yeah. 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 Because like, WWE's so that. far away. Like watching them is that's another that's a complete other world. But watching yeah. someone that you know, you know, in a few years you're going to be on those shows. Like yeah. it, it's really weird to know that you're training with those guys that you're watching, and it, yeah, it was mad. It, it's a really weird experience. So after a few years of training, you were to debut in 2018 on Tapped. In yeah. July, what was it? What was that debut like? Consider, especially considering it was the first ever tapped show as well. So it's a pretty big debut. Well, so I'd obviously taken a year of wrestling before this, and I came back in the March. So about a month into my training, coming back, um, I got pulled aside and was like, "Do you want to work this show in July?" And I was cacking my pants. So I thought, "I've just come back. I've had a year and a half off. I, I'm, I." I I'm really, really fresh wrestling again. Like I hadn't forgot anything, but I still felt really, really new. And like in a year, times can change so much in wrestling and like people oh, yeah. coming in and out all the time. And I kind of felt like I was like an outsider again. So when I got asked, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. And so I started going back to the shows again and um, just kind of get familiar with the people that was on there now. And then, um, yeah, I got all my gear ready, which was horrific. Like that, like I can't watch my debut back to the gear I was wearing because it, it's so embarrassing. Um, but it it was so I can't even remember it. It's mad. I, 
it's just one of the experiences where I'll just it's so weird to me I remember being backstage before my entrance hit and I was just I was talking to um, Lana Austin and I was like I can't do it like I, I, I'm not going out like I'm not doing this and she's like what are you on about and I was like I feel like my stomach's gonna come out and just fall out like I can't do it like, I'm gonna throw it up um and I can't explain those nerves to anyone like it's so so nerve-wracking um there was just so much going through my head and then I got out there and I was like oh this is really cool and yeah. I think I still had the nerves throughout the match because it was my first show there and it was tapped so we didn't know what to expect because it was a new venue yeah um but yeah it was it was so so good it was the wildest wildest experience of my life um and yeah I loved it I really enjoyed that I can imagine a debut for any show like your first your debut match I can imagine it being special yeah I can't imagine those nerves though oh no the nerves are just so unbelievable but it was so special because it's future shock like yeah. You know, I was started training there when I was 14. So it was kind of nice to be like the first time I ever wrestled is going to be on the show that I was kind of brought up on. Um, and it, yeah, it, it felt really, really special. And it was nice. And everyone backstage had known me from being so young. So it was kind of like a nice moment for them because they'd seen me from this really petite little girl who couldn't do a wrist lock to be on the show. And it was it was such a nice experience. I loved it. It was really special. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, <laughs> well, 2019, a couple of years ago, would, in my opinion, prove to be a breakout year for you, having so many brilliant matches, like standout matches. Oh, like, thank you. Was, I speak the truth. Um, <laughs> how would you? How would you? Some. I will. I've got a few of the matches highlighted. But, All right. What, how would how would you like sum that year up? Because it it was a big it was a big year. It feels so far away now because obviously that was like the last proper year of wrestling, wasn't it? Like before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, and I was adamant that twenty twenty was going to be my year. Like I I personally don't feel like twenty nineteen was my breakout year because I was still kind of finding my feet. And in my head as well, like there was a match where it clicked to me, um, and it was the street fight where it clicked for me and from that point I was like I can actually do this now like I feel comfortable and confident and when I watch my wrestling from that moment I kind of feel like I've got this new burst of confidence and I'm slowly kind of figuring it out so it's more towards the back end of 2019 when I was like if I carry on like feeling the way I'm feeling like 2020 to be like a really really good year for me um I was getting a few bookings on my belt like I was getting a few promotions wanting to like rebook me a few times um so I really felt like 2020 was like the, the back end of 2019 kind of kicked off but like 2020 was going to be like me kind of going not to 60 which obviously didn't happen it's a car crash but um <laughs> yeah I it was weird because I started 2019 off really like um doubting myself I was like I can't do this I don't I don't know if it's for me anymore like um I don't think I'm confident enough because it was taking me so long to find my feet. Um, and I like get really anxious around people. Like I'm, I, I'm really socially awkward. So <laughs> it was more the aspect of having people look at me and see me wrestle. I was really struggling with, and I didn't want to look weird or, you know, when he's selling and when he come out of the entrance, I was like, I look so awkward. Like 
I, I feel awkward so then I'm making anyone else awkward because I am um, <laughs> and I was just overthinking it like I constantly am um, and it really took me a long time to kind of figure out like no one gives a shit like just be as weird as you want I can be me and people are gonna like that you know you're gonna have people hate you or like you like no matter what you do and I was I'm just gonna be me like and that was towards the back in 2019 where I was kind of coming out my show a lot more and just kind of bringing my own personality into my wrestling um but yeah it was a really really nice year I really enjoyed it and I wish I just wish 2020 happened but yeah I'm hoping once the like COVID's over we can kind of crack on and restart again same here same here I'm really (laughs) really really looking forward to it it's it's been very really really strange it really is I can imagine it being because it being strange for the wrestlers of course the for everyone really regardless yeah. but I think it's really weird like going with it because at the very 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 beginning I personally was like ah oh, we're fine it'll you know move on and then yeah you educate yourself about it and realize you're like oh no no <laughs> this is huge so, yeah that's what I was like yeah I remember I remember going to the gym with my friend probably around February time. And it was when like all the panic buy, like panic yeah. shopping and all that panic buying was happening and toilet rolls, we couldn't get toilet rolls. <laughs> and yeah. we both work as the so we were just like, this is crazy. Like who's who's buying all these toilet rolls? Like this being so dramatic, like it's gonna be fine, like we'll have a month away and then we're gonna come back and surely it's not gonna be that bad. And then the March hit and it's like, yeah, we're going to lockdown. And here we are <laughs> a year later um yeah I don't think anyone could have anticipated what it what would have happened um it's really 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 weird yeah it is I, I almost almost halfway through we're getting close to the midpoint of this year as well it's yeah it, it almost feels like last year didn't happen uh, yeah it was just a complete write-off like yeah I, th- I think 2019 was last year. I see matches from 2019. And I'm like, that was like two years ago. Yes. Yeah. And that was the last time we were all properly, properly wrestling. And it's just mad to me that, yeah, it's, you know, I get highlights of my Instagram or something from like matches mm. I posted. And I'm like, Can't, that was two years ago. Like, <laughs> that was a really, really long time ago. Mm. And it feels like it was six months ago. Like, I, I saw someone a few weeks ago when uh, someone I know from Starbucks a worker all right and I remember in 2019 I used to work in the center so I used to go there I used to live there basically I mm-hmm. lived at that Starbucks <laughs> and I remember her being pregnant I remember talking to her about her baby and having a really good conversation I went the other week her baby is now 11 months old and I looked at her I was like no no it's no I refuse to <laughs> no no it's not what, it's crazy isn't what it? happened to last year <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it blew my mind completely 11 months I just it feels like we've time travelled that year like it's just not happened like we've just like this has been erased my memories somehow um, it's just I'm sure there'll be a conspiracy theory about it somewhere but yeah I'm sure someone's like oh it's the 5G towers I don't know yeah I'm sure there's a conspiracy theory about that they're injecting those chips into us <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy the world's gone crazy yes crazy than we ever we actually thought it was and i didn't think there'd be 
I don't think that would be possible, but it never fails to surprise me. I know. I know. I work in retail and just every day I'm like, what What on earth? It, like, you know those things where you didn't, you didn't expect to have to explain it to a person? An adult as well. And you've got to. And I'm just like, what? Like, what? I work mad. a long time in retail myself. And yes, I empathise completely with anybody <laughs> who works in retail. I personally believe you should work six months to a year mandatory in retail just to see what people go through. Yeah, ex- yeah. <laughs> it's brutal, awful. One of the matches, though, the ma- the street fight, though, is one of the matches that I have highlighted because All right. I think that might be my favourite Hollywood match. <laughs> that was something else. Uh, that... One moment, and you already know what moment I'm going to pick up. You already know the moment with the saw. Oh. <laughs> uh, I've got a funny story about a saw as well. Oh. I feel like it's going to ruin everyone's like idea of what happened at the show, though. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> ah, you've mentioned it now. <laughs> so... We were just... All this stuff, all this stuff was backstage. Everyone came out with stuff, and then there was stuff on the ring. And um, we were all backstage, and I don't know what the saw, had been, the saw had been used for, but it was just on the side. It wasn't like there was no reason for it to be there. I hadn't asked to have a saw, anything like that. Like, there was no reason for it to be there. <clears throat> and we're all backstage, and, you know, Sex Kev, Kev Kevin Lott, I don't know what he's going by now. I just I could just uh, always remember his Kev, Sex Kev. Serious um, Kev, I think. He's with Isaiah, isn't he? <laughs> Serious, Kev. <laughs> he's just like he's such a joy to be around backstage, mm. and we're all just backstage. And he like, I don't even think I knew he knew I was listening, and I probably doesn't remember that he did this. But he like got it and was like, "Oh, this would be so funny!" Because, like if like this was in the bin and like someone pulled it out, I think, or like if someone came out this. I think it was because the saw was in the bin backstage, so I think he pulled out and was like, "Oh, this is funny." And then I saw it and I was like, "I am doing that." I'm doing my entrance <laughs> that. And I was supposed to be going out in the bin anyway. So I was like, keep the saw in the bin. I told everyone to keep the saw in the bin and I'll, I'm going to do something. And then, yeah, I pulled the saw out. And it was just <laughs> one of those moments I was like, you know, you just laugh at yourself. And I'm just sat there giggling to myself. Like, this is going to be so funny. Like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm so hilarious. Um, and yeah, just, do you know, you just think of a moment and think, that's going to pop me. Like, I'm going to really enjoy that moment. Um, and yeah I just and that kind of happened and was a thing um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I've got to credit Kev Lloyd for that because that was his idea indirectly he didn't know about it but yeah that came from him <laughs> and then Hardcore Holly came did, did, am I right in saying you got endorsed by Hardcore Holly to use that like, yeah he replied to my tweet yeah, yeah mental absolutely oh that's insane it was so cool like just having him reply I was just like whoa this is cool I didn't expect anything to come of this because I was I was like hardcore holly and then I came out to his entrance music as well yeah so yeah that was honestly one of my favorite matches just because it was just the first match I'd ever done with like an actual stipulation of like it's just not a singles or a tag yeah um so it was really interesting it was a really good learning experience for me to like understand how to plan a match like that um but it was just so fun and I didn't 
I'm usually in my head all the time when I wrestle. And it was one of those matches where I just turned off. I didn't think. I just enjoyed the moment. I enjoyed listening to all the crowd's reactions. I enjoyed just kind of dicking about and doing whatever I wanted. Like, it was so much fun. Um, and that was probably one of my favourite matches at, at Future Shock. It, it's my, my favourite, personally. That and one <laughs> other that I've got highlighted. But it's, it was just silly fun. It was yeah, it was just fun. so much fun. And it was from that moment where I was like, I want to kind of go into not more comedy, but like just not be as serious and just enjoy, mm. you know, maybe where, because obviously at Future, I mean, a lot of storylines story and stuff. And um, I enjoy that, but it's nice to kind of have that escape from like serious wrestling and yeah. just being able to just piss about and do whatever you want and have a lot of fun and, you know, as a fan, I would love that. I would love to see that and I'd appreciate that. Um, so it's nicer to have that change once in a while. With um, with comedy wrestling and things, uh, something lighthearted, with something yeah. that's lighthearted like that, when you see someone, when you see the wrestlers in the ring that are genuinely enjoying themselves, that's that translates to the fans. Which is what I mean, yeah, them. like, you know, it's like in any aspect of life like if you if you see someone enjoying themselves it's fun like it's nice to see people happy and you know especially in a situation like that where you're watching them and you know it's not it's a performance for you as well it's not you know it's been you know it's just I love it I really enjoy like a bit of comedy I wish I was I don't know there's like pros and cons to both yeah I had an idea of like maybe going into a bit of comedy wrestling but then I was like I just enjoy wrestling I'll just do whatever yeah i mean suits that much you know i think some comedy wrestling it doesn't if if it's used in the right way it doesn't detract from a storyline too much yeah yeah add to a storyline like look at the rock and the hurricane that was hilarious but that's so that that's pure pure comedy that was hilarious (laughs) that's brilliant yeah i'm do like a bit of well, it calls for it. Uh, if a feud is to be serious, then if it calls to, if it calls for it to be serious, it'll be serious. But if yeah, some comedy thrown in there as well, it adds it adds to it. It really does, it, and it's so much fun. I really yeah. enjoy doing it. So another match that I have highlighted is a history-making, groundbreaking match of the first ever women's main event. Between Alexis Falcon and Holly Barlow. Yeah, I can never remember. I've had so many matches with Alexis. I can never remember which <laughs> one's which. Like yeah. they're always kind Quite of like few, yeah. one match to me now. <laughs> <laughs> but, was that the one where I had the opportunity to win the belt? I can't remember which one it was. You should have. You got the visual pin, I believe, but JJ Webb interfered and then Callum Corey came in. I believe that, attacked him and then they both buggered off and then that was the cage show, weren't it? That was I think that it, was I the so. Yeah, that was the show that I think we first got to talk about the, the street fight. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was the show where at the interim it was if I'm not mistaken, Pack versus it was Pack was the I know Pack was there on the interim. 
uh, just before the interim. He wasn't on it the might be against Banks. I think, yeah, he was against Banks in the Stockport one. I think... So it was in the town hall. That was the match that... No, I, um, I think I remember now, because that was the match that I sent for, for it, like, review, a review recently. Um, yeah, that was the... Oh God, I can't remember my bloody words now. <laughs> um, I think the one... The main event was this the Cade show. And then another match I had with Alex was... I, we were we were an opener, and that's the one that Pat was on. Because I was watching him recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I, yeah. So I was watching him recently. So the one where... <clears throat> The one where we were main event was the, the one where we learned about um, the street fight. Yeah. So that wasn't a title opportunity match. So, yeah, that was really fun. Um, I can't even remember it. I had so hmm. many matches with her. Um, I, I, I genuinely can't remember. Um, but knowing we were main event was really scary. Um <clears throat> It's one of those. I wish I was more ready. Like part of me feels like I wasn't ready to main event, um, and I'm disappointed not with a match, but like I wish because I didn't know until I got to the show, um, and I think it was one of those moments where like we'll throw in the deep end and see what what happens. I don't know, but um, I like I wish I had I had kind of come into that match with more. Um, not that it, it takes away anything that happened in the match. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I really, I really enjoy working with Alex. Um, but yeah, I wish I'd kind of come to that match with more, um, maybe known about main event prior to this, this show. Um, so I could have kind of mentally prepared myself for it. It kind of was a blur to me. And it was horrible as well because the show was like two hours long. So we would have sat waiting to go out for so long. <laughs> and I'd never done that before. So I was just like, I didn't get changed for ages because I can't comprehend that we're, we're on the main event. I just, it's just not happening for me. And I didn't want to get changed because then I knew it was real. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sat and watched the show for so long because I was like, I can't, like, I can't do this. It's not, it's not working. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that match. That was fun. And that was, I yeah. I really enjoyed it. Totally. That was where we learned about the street fight. So we didn't know about that. Everyone else did, but me and Alex didn't until right at the end and Brooker came out and announced that we're in the street fight. Because um, everyone came out and kind of brawled, didn't they, a bit? Yeah. Um, and my reaction to that was legit. Like, I didn't know about it beforehand. And I was like, street fight? And I literally <laughs> turned to Leanne and I was like, a fucking street fight? What the hell? Like, I'm, I, I can't do a street fight. And she's laughing because she knew about it. And I was like, I can't do a street fight. I don't know. Um, sorry if you can't swear on it, by the way. I'm really foul-mouthed. Don't worry um, about it. I'm foul-mouthed myself. I, I've oh, been good, on the good, radio, good. I've learned to... I, I, <laughs> second nature for me not to. But I know, I'm really don't bad. Worry. Don't worry about that. I know, each um, time. But yeah, yeah, I didn't know about um, the street fight until then, so that was really, really cool. Um, but it was a really, really nice, nice thing to be trusted with the main event as well, for them to be like, we we want to put you on the main event, and and from then as well, I feel like they kind of trusted us a lot more, um, because has there been another, there's been a few women's main events since then, haven't there? Um, Ooh. I think. Oh, it's difficult to remember now, isn't it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's been so long. No. 
I'm not. I'm, it's been so long. I, I'd have to look that one up. I'd have to go and. Yeah, I think there's a, a few more. One. But like from that moment, it was kind of like, you know, we'll we'll do more for you, and and it was really really nice. Um, but yeah, I do it's wish thing, I, though, I, I, I mentally prepared myself for that. It's a thing though. Like now that it's been done, now that there's a first, there's no reason for it not to happen again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I I personally thoroughly enjoyed that match. Um, I think both Charlie and I were the loudest in the room for it, <laughs> but it's I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it, and it felt nice to be in the crowd for a history making match like that because yeah, for the feud that you and the Nexus Five had throughout that year, it was, in my opinion, I've I think I've said this on Twitter back when it was going on, it was, in my opinion, I was most engaged through that feud oh good i'm glad yeah it's because it, it is something about because i've when i've been there when i've been i've started watching in 2017 so i watched you debut i watched you <laughs> so it's it's mad to think but there's something about watching the wrestler start and then grow from there and it, yeah it is good to watch yeah it's been nice i feel like i've got a vibe between each as well because like, like we said before, it's kind of like a little community and it's always the same people come and it's always the same fans and stuff. So you can kind of like get an, a more of an emotional connection with them, yeah. which was a pro and a con, to be honest, because once I started getting bookings outside of Future Shock, obviously you don't have that emotional connection anymore. Yeah. Um, and I felt like people give you a lot more leeway when you debut there. Obviously, I was like shocking when I debuted. So I think they give you a lot more um, like breathing room because... They, they know you've you've like you're fresh um so when I was debuting at other shows I was like none of the fans know who I am like this is really really nerve-wracking I don't know what to do I don't you know I knew what to expect at Future Shop because all the fans knew who I was I knew who they were I'd seen them several times before so I knew kind of like who to go up to if I was nervous you know just kind of like you know who to look at when I was selling or stuff because I, like it wasn't weird um but when I went to other shows it was kind of like oh shit like I don't have that anymore with them. Like I have it a future, but not here. So I need to work 10 times as hard to kind of get over with them. Um, yeah. Because it was so easy to get over at future shop. Um, I think just cause I was young and, you know, proper like preppy baby face. Um, but yeah, that was, it was, it was nice, but it was kind of like a learning experience for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad I have that at future shop. Cause it's always my little safe space. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's a haven and they look it's from what i've seen they look after you as well so yeah yeah it's good to do. see yeah what was I, I, I believe so anyway your and on his last future shock show um very early 2020 i believe was that you, i did the um running dinner you had your match against alexis falcon and won the title that was um, back in the 2019, that. 20. Yeah, I think it was the 28th of December. It was just before the the um, New Year. I know. I think this all time. I never wrestled a this future is... shock in the start of the year. Oh, I, I, need, I need to start remembering that 2020 was a th- I, I'm just lost completely. It's just a write-off now. Like, I don't is, think yeah. I wrestled much in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, he's, he's throwing me. I, that did last year throw me. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
you have your final match with Falcon after chasing the title for a year, getting screwed out from every turn with her and, well, JJ Webb. <laughs> um, you finally win. Finally win the title. And Lana Austin cashes in. You know, when she won and she held the title up, she went like that. And she looked down in my general direction. I'm pretty, pretty sure she was looking at me when she had the title up because <laughs> there's a photo that I think, I don't know if I sent it you or not, I'm not certain. There's a photo I sent you that Tony Knox took, the best photographer going. Yeah. And he captured my face at that moment. <laughs> Wasn't I happy. I can't find it. I will. I will send it to you. What did that mean to you? Because... It must have been so surreal winning the title to lose, and it, I, I, I don't know how. I, I don't know how that would feel personally, but yeah. it, it was honestly like the craziest experience of my life, and like <laughs> I wish I could redo it again. Um, yeah. I was kind of, I felt really numb when I won it. Like I was like, I wanted to cry so much, but I just couldn't. And I felt the next time, I, if I ever win it again. Um, I'm probably going to ball and cry because I just, I just, I don't know. I think cause like I was so young when I started and I'd gone through Future Shock for what, like at that point for five years. Yeah. Um, well, like four or five years. So it was mad for me to like, it, it was kind of like a full circle moment because I'd started watching I started training there the first show I ever watched I was like I can't this is I can't do this like I'd you know you'd pitch yourself in the ring and yeah. I think at the time it was either Danny Hunter or Lana Rostin was the champ I, th- I think it was Lana Rostin that was the champ at the time but I know what the uprising was about so I think Danny Danny Hunter might have been the champ then um so I'd see her and I'd be like oh my god like I could be doing that one day like and I was only 15 I was really young and I was really naive and I was like one day like this time's gonna come and I can like I'm gonna be in there and I'm gonna be doing that and and then to actually be stood there and doing it and like winning it I just didn't like I just couldn't think and I remember like winning it and I just sat there in the car and I was like what the fuck like (laughs) what is this like what is the life I have and I just couldn't I couldn't really take it in and I feel like if I did it again um, and if I ever get the chance to win it again, I feel like I'd be able to take in a lot more. But I was just like, this is the weirdest experience of my life. I didn't know how to react. I was like, how do I like how do I react to this this moment? Um, um the match, I really, really enjoyed the match. It was a really, really yeah. fun match I had. Um and yeah, it was just crazy. I was good about like my like I think I timed it a few months ago and I think it was something like 119 seconds I had it for. Wow. Um, so probably shot his rain at Future Shock, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it's still a but rain. It was, it was heartbreaking, but it was so surreal and I really hope I get to like win it again because I hope I get to have a run with it because I'd it, it'd be so, so nice. One of them to have the trust in me to be able to do that and um, just to be able to do that and kind of like have that better connection with the fans being like, you know, like this kind of homegrown champ. Um, So yeah, it was just a really nice moment. I think if it was any other promotion, it wouldn't have felt the same. 
but I think because it was Future Shock and I was kind of like grown there um it it was yeah it was a it was a full circle moment it was really really nice and yeah it was surreal I was like proper dazed as well because I'd taken um so many moves on my head that day so when I was I would like that moment when Leah like Lana was so me and I was just laying there and I was like oh I just want to be in bed right now I feel so <laughs> ill <laughs> So I felt like proper rough after the match. I think a lot of that was why I couldn't really like emotionally connect to the moment because I was like, I feel so bad. Like my neck really hurts. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was so surreal. I, I really hope I get to do it again. So it was really nice. <laughs> you will. I can guarantee I hope. <laughs> I, I, you will. I mean, there's an, an organic story now between you and Lana, which I'm personally looking forward to seeing i am so excited for that like i, I wish i could physically put it into words how excited i'm for that I, I i i have no words for it i'm so excited for that that storyline uh, the the lasting memory i know there's been a show afterwards in 2020 early to 2020 yeah. I, know, I know there's been a show but yeah that my lasting memory was lana holding that title over you and I mean ever since starting I have been a huge Lonnie Austin fan so I safe yeah. to say I was quite cross purely down on one end because I was a massive Lana fan but on another end because I was I'd watched you start and watched you grow yeah. and watched you be the great baby face that you are so it's like it it was a it was a very big turning point and it, it, yeah, it got me good. Like, that, <laughs> the very beginning, as soon as I heard Lana's music, I was like, oh, no, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no. no. And then I'm going to that reaction. Like, what do you have? I might not lost it. <laughs> <laughs> when she hugged her, it's like, oh, maybe. Yeah, oh, no, no. Yeah, got a nice uh, swift headbutt to the face. That was great. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> I was watching um I was going through Future Shock's YouTube the other day, or like yeah. like yesterday. Um and I was watching one of the 2019 highlights and there's just a clip of me taking that that headbutt and my face is just an absolute picture. I'm just there <laughs> like, like what? What's going on? Yeah. But that storyline, I'm so excited for like everyone at Future Shock to see that. Um hundred percent, yeah. And I thought there's, there's so much to do with it because like obviously me and Lana have, have trained you know she was there really on really early on in my training and then before I left for a year um we got really like really close because we we're doing women's only sessions at Future Shock um and it was always like me her and um Melanie Price yeah so we kind of got really really close as a group there because it was always just us every week um so I was constantly just training with her and then you know, I'd speak to outside of wrestling and become like become became really, really good friends. Um and then from that moment as well when I came when I came back and stuff, like she was just my, my absolute like rock when I came back. Like she I could never thank her enough for what she did when I came back. She was so so protective over me. Um like she'd make sure I wasn't taking any silly moves or you know, I was being looked after. Like she really, really looked after me and I really appreciate that. I mean obviously she she um didn't think the same but 
um it was really really nice <laughs> like that first year back because I just had her as my mentor and and it just means so much now to kind of go into a storyline with her because she's so she's honestly like so much fun to work with um I thought it was a really good development for my character as well because I'd be doing promos all the time and um I had to develop my own character as you know during that storyline um and I didn't really do promos before then so it's kind of that moment where I need to learn how to do this and now I've got like a like a really good basis for it I, I can work on them um so I was really looking forward to it and I think that's the main reason in wrestling why I was good with the pandemic happened because I was just so excited to go into that feud um because I just knew like all the matches would be absolute corkers like I was so excited to have them under my belt um, and that's why I kind of felt like it was gonna be my breakout year because I knew they were gonna be like really good matches and really fun matches um so I'm pretty good it didn't work but yeah the pandemic I still need to have bloody time. hands on her so yeah once COVID's over she's getting beaten up <laughs> you heard it here first she's calling you out Lana <laughs> yeah god trust me I'll call her out me <laughs> I'm gonna beat her up and get my cat on her. You get your cat, and I get my dog. There yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the pandemic literally couldn't have hit at the worst time for you and Lana. Though it literally, as soon as they a massive turning point, there you go. Uh, the world just hates me. But eh, eh, I think it is it all to be honest. Eh. <laughs> but. You can say that you've waited a year, about a year and a half to get your hands on her. Yeah. You can say you've been waiting all this time. So you've got all this pent up frustration and you can beat her up. I know. <laughs> she's she's going to get a paste in. She don't know about it, but she will do. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I've got so many new moves under my, like, under my arsenal as well. I'm so excited to like debut them on shows and stuff. So am I. So am I. I'm really like I'm really excited to kind of get back. Over the pandemic, it's kind of like clicked a lot for me. Been watching a lot of wrestling, so um and whilst training was like on and stuff, I was going down to um fighting spirit a lot and would like like a handful of times I went down whenever I could get whenever I could get down. Obviously before it shut and they like they went to America and stuff, so it was kind of difficult. But um I was like slowly finding my feet there. Um, I think I only had like I don't know how many sessions I had, but like I I learned so much in this, those few sessions. Like Zach, Zach and JD are just like the best trainers I've ever like trained under. And I was only there for a few weeks. Like <clears throat> if I trained there for like a few years, you know, the knowledge they have is just insane. They they're so so knowledgeable. <clears throat> just so, like little tiny things and really small like nitty-gritty details that like no one else really tells you that they would kind of like notice and they wouldn't be <clears throat> shy to like tell you how it is and, you know if something was bad or something was good they're very straight to the point because, and that's the best way because that's how you're going to learn yeah um and they were just very straight to the point you know and it was very respectful and just like these are little tiny bits that are going to make you a better wrestler that you know you, you should know um so I'm really gutted about all that and that like everyone I knew there is really gutted that like like about what happened um but yeah I had a podcast with Leon Gray um all right and he, he's 
it, we we both had quite a quite a long conversation about fighting spirit and um yeah he's got a custom fighting spirit belt made legitimate really custom belt made for for a replica fighting spirit pretty much but Aww. it's it's so good but it means I've, Go on. I've i've only been a handful of times watching it live um but you just had that feeling that you're at somewhere special like future shock this is what I mean. Like it was very much like Future Shock, and you know, like a lot of the guys there, and you know, the guys and the girls there in Future Shock were kind of like in like mixed as well. So, um, it was quite like a big, big family, um, and you always felt really comfortable there, and it was so lovely. And you could tell how much other guys and the girls that were there just loved it so much. Like it really meant a lot to them all. Like they, you know, they really, really, really liked Fighting Spirit. And I could, like when I started training there, I was like, I get it, I get it now. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's such a shame that it had to close. Yeah. Then we've got we've got future school now, and that's really really good. Um, and they're all coming over to this school, so it's really nice, to kind of like have everyone back together again. Um, yeah, I've never heard a bad word about those two. Never. Yeah. No, I, I don't have a bad word to say about any any of them. Like Zach and James Drake are just. They're doing they the are, next level. Like, yeah. I watch them at NXT. I'm yeah. like, I'm not, like, how how is this? <laughs> like, this is just some sort of wizardry. This stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They make tag team they, wrestling look so fluid and easy. Yeah, just you know, part of me wishes they were singles like wrestlers because it's easier, you know, as a singles wrestler to kind of like learn from them. Yeah. But like, they're just so good. It it baffles me. Like. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next year or so, like they're just up there, like they're future Hall of Famers. Those two, they yeah. I've never known any what like any people like that. Just it just comes so natural to them. Yeah, uh, it just looks so like natural in the ring to watch them and stuff. And yeah, I, I really really enjoy watching them. And it was really nice to learn from them for a bit. And I I do wish I'd got a bit more experience, um, training there. But it is yeah, what it is. Yeah, they are. They're consummate professionals, and yeah, yeah, you have a different feeling watching them because it's the it's the little things with them. It's those yeah. little tiny, nuances. little tiny, tiny things that no one would notice, but like mm. you got to have a keep, like a keep uh, a really keen eye to notice it. And it, yeah, you know, the amount of things I see that you've done, like little tiny, tiny details, and I'm like, wow, that just changes the whole course of what you've done. Like it yeah. just by doing something so small. Like that um, thing could have been there and instead up there just kind of one yeah. tiny little thing like a tight yeah and it's mad to me i think that's what makes them stand out so much it's yeah. those really small fine details that they've kind of like got down um and yeah i think anyone that wants to learn should watch them like 100%, they're just yeah. so good yeah yeah and there aren't many better on the mic than zach gibson as well no <laughs> <laughs> and like i obviously like, i started watching future shock and they were on there and stuff and i was like oh like oh wow like this is weird like okay and then like just seeing them as well kind of progress from that yeah it's just crazy yeah so not long ago i'm correct in saying that you had a one-to-one session with Lance stone didn't you yes yeah that must have been insane honestly like 
if I had all the money in the world, <laughs> I would put it towards getting every single one of my matches reviewed by Lance Storm. The 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 knowledge that that man has is just insane. Yeah. Like it's just. We were sat watching. Um, I sent off a match of Alex, um, in November of not twenty nineteen. So it was a it was a match where. Um, I got given the chance and then had the title opportunity in the December. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just, I can't even explain it. It was just so, so good. Um, and it was really nice to kind of been into like open up to someone in wrestling and be like, you know, because we watch our match back so, so, you know, thoroughly. Um, he would say something and explain like a lot of it was like in my entrance I explained what I was feeling and he was like give me a lot of pointers and how to, to be a lot more confident and you know just not think as much and when it came to the wrestling like it's just again like his really fine details that just really yeah. really get you to that that really good stage that you wouldn't have known otherwise um and that was just really surreal I wish I could do it all over like every day just watch a match <laughs> with him because he's just so, so, so good. And I would recommend it to anyone just to pay the money and get it done. Like, I was so fortunate that I got it. Um, I got it paid for, but I would like recommend anyone to like go and get it done. Um, and I'm so fortunate that I got given the opportunity because it just kind of like cemented in me, like, yeah. I, I can do this. Like, I can go on and wrestle and like do good things and stuff. And I need to stop doubting myself um and it gave me it was like a really big confidence boost to me of you know get in there just and just wrestle when I get back and just really really focus on like myself and getting better as a wrestler yeah I mean learning from someone like that storm learning from someone who he's, he's done it all like the man yeah. is truly a legend of the sport that is an opportunity and you've clearly taken it to heart and not taken it for granted. Oh yeah, like mm. I literally gush about it all the time. So, like when I when it first happened, um, I was just about to go to bed and I got um, he followed me and I was like, "This is weird." Like <laughs> usually, like and you know you, you have to follow someone to be to DM them. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, like this might be happening. Like it might be happening." And then I got like a notification. And it was like he'd retweet. I think he'd quote tweeted it or something saying like congratulations. You won. And I was just sat in bed like, oh my god, I was, like <laughs> crying. And my cat was laying there looking at me like, what the fuck's going on? With you? Like what's going on with you? Um, and yeah, I was like, just, I was like messaging everyone like, oh my god, like it's it's happening. I've got it. And um, it was it was so so nice. And I wish I could do it like all over again. Um, I probably will do to be honest because yeah, you know. I can go and pay for it now and stuff, but yeah, I think I'll probably go and like once wrestling starts back up again. Um, because I was gutted that I couldn't send him a, like a more recent match. Um, so yeah, I think once wrestling's back again and I've got a few more matches under my belt again, I think I might send him a more recent one. Um, just to kind of like evaluate where I am like now than where I was two years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was so so nice. The best people learn from the best as well, so that would be a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, even the likes of Zach and Drake, will they'll still be learning 
along the way yeah, as well. Yeah, you never stop learning experience. wrestling. I think that's yeah, that's the beauty of it. It's just it's just constant learning new things every day. There's something new you can learn, and I hate that idea that you know someone's good enough because no one's ever good enough because you can always get better in wrestling. Yeah, like you can be the best and still be better, and I yeah. think that's what I love about wrestling. It's just this constant learning from people and learning new things, and you know. And obviously, wrestling's changing all the time as well. So there's always new things to learn because it's it's evolving constantly as well. Um, so it really is like, a, a, yeah, I love it. I love that it. it's just a constant cycle of learning. Good, yeah, it is. Uh, the best people learn. The, I, the best people don't. They're, they're not satisfied with what they've got. They yeah. want to learn more and more and better themselves and improve the work. And that's how you improve and become a better version of yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know how good I am at this, but I, it's something, of course, that I feel like I'm going to improve and improve and improve because yeah. it's, it's just what, it's what you do, isn't it? Like, yeah. So I said to you, that I had a sort of fun little question for you. Um, it's, nothing, it's nothing bad. It's not as bad as <laughs> the way I said it before, it might have made you better. It's not bad. It's a fun little question for you. I, I like yeah. to ask certain people different things. Like I did it with Jimmy, but that turned out to be a two hour video split into two videos because, <laughs> yeah, the anchor of a radio show and his partner on the radio show. Why I didn't think that would go two hours, I don't know. That's very naive of me. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Um, if you could pick, I've toiled with a triple threat or a team. I've toiled with the two. I'm going to say triple threat. If you could pick a, an active WWE women's wrestler right now and one from the past, that's retired. Right. One each for a match, say in main event of WrestleMania. Why not? Right, okay. Which one out one of each, which would you pick for this match? Current, can that be like across all brands? Sure. Because, like, there's someone in NXT UK that I just like wish I could. Yeah, wrestle. yeah. If it's, like, if right, it's okay. WWE, it's across the board. Right, okay. So, current would be Valkyrie on NXT UK. Because I just, I wish I could wrestle her. Like, all the time I see her wrestling, I'm like, this, like, I trained her once to find spirit, and her work ethic is just insane. I've never seen anyone like it. She doesn't stop once. Like, you know, I, I would be getting tired because we've done, like, this same, like, really simple, like, I don't know, like an arm drag or something, like, a hundred times, and she's like, I just keep doing it because I want to make sure I've got it right and I want to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And she's done it perfectly like a hundred times, but like <laughs> she's wanted to keep cracking on with it and doing it so it wouldn't, like it was ingrained in her mind. Um, and she was just like really fun to like be with at training and all we did was really simple stuff. So I would have loved to get in the ring with her and like have a proper like barn burner. Um, so she would, she'd definitely be my first one um, for the current. And then... Old, old. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was one. one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of someone <laughs> that I would be able to wrestle. <sighs> trying to think of people that I was watching when I first started wrestling. Oh, 
So I was wondering. You know who would have to be? Right. Beth Phoenix. There you go. Absolutely love Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Like, I. I really enjoyed watching the wrestle. Um, yeah. And I think she was one of them where, like, she was kind of like the first of her generation to kind of, maybe, I don't know. Um, but, like, at the time, it was very, like, really skinny, like, proper, like, standard diva women, which is not a problem at all. But, like, you know, it was very much, like, the same kind of people. And then you just got, like, Beth Phoenix, who was just this, like, like just amazing woman. Yeah. And I just, I loved it. And I bet, I don't think I watched much of her when I first started wrestling. I think she's kind of, I don't know if she'll come to the end of it or... I just seen bits. I don't know if she was active when I started watching wrestling. Not sure I can't remember, but um, yeah, she just yeah, it definitely it definitely Beth Phoenix. I think she's just she. I believe she was retired at that point, but yeah, she I, yeah, I think she was phenomenal. I was like a like AJ Lee fan when I first started. So I think I saw a few clips of like her and AJ and stuff, which I regret deeply to this day. But um, yeah. <laughs> I was a proper fan girl. I I, uh, I don't blame you with AJ Lee. I got a soft spot in my heart for AJ Lee. See, right. As a person, she's like, looks like the nicer person ever. And then I was watching some of my matches back recently and I was like, I just don't enjoy them. Like, I, really? I can't watch her matches anymore. And at the time, I was like, this, this is like, I think she was one of my biggest inspirations when I first started wrestling because she was small and I was tiny. I was like, I was like four, like four foot eight, probably. I was a really, really small, a really, really small person. Um, I still am. Not that I've grown. That's <laughs> um, no, six foot now. It was, it was the first person where I was like, you know, I, she was very different, wasn't she? Like she was kind yeah. of the first of her kind to be different, and and that was quite inspiring to me because no one else was, and yeah, I couldn't yeah. really resonate with anyone else that was on the roster at the time until she kind of came about and I was like she just is a really young like preppy small girl like I can kind of be like that and she was like the first person to like really inspire me um her and Seamus Marcus too and CM Punk which I don't enjoy watching my son anymore anyway so you don't enjoy CM Punk I know I just some of them (laughs) people I can't watch their matches anymore wow yeah that's interesting I can't like I don't know what it is. I prefer watching a lot of like older wrestling now. Mm. Um from like before I even started watching it just because I've I've never seen that before. So Yeah. Um yeah. Have you read AJ Lee's book? Crazy as No, I keep needing to read it. I keep thinking about it. Is it good? I used to read a lot when I was younger. Then I stopped and I'm not a big reader. The things I read now are the Life is Strange comics, which are the <laughs> the game, the game, Life is Strange, it's my, it's my favorite game. Um, but AJ Lee released her book that was just instant. Bye, my mum yeah. saw it. I told my mum about it. She was like, Right, okay, leave it with me on the bed. <laughs> and, and I was just that was it for me. I was gone. That it was me, AJ Lee's book, bed, read. That's it. <laughs> and I highly recommend it because I think I'll. You, you get such a different, you get such a different side to her and you, you see the struggles that she went through and she's had an yeah. extremely difficult life and to see what she's gone through to get to where she is and to what she's done and the limited time she was in WWE, 
she was a major inspiration because back oh, then yeah. it was she just was, like diva. Yeah, like she was such a good role model. I think mm. I believe anyway. Like I, I think she was like a really really good role model for like people at the time. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'd really like to read a book. Actually, I read a few. I like I do like reading Rasta's autobiographies. Yeah. Yeah. I've read briefly. I, I never finished them, but I I read like half of it. I read Mick Foley's, I read Jericho's and Danny Bryan's, and they're all just so insightful. Yeah, yeah. I love um, listening to, you know, the Broken School podcasts, oh, all the sessions. Incredible, like they, yeah. They're so just eye-opening, and mm. I was watching the Jericho on the... Was it? Oh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, need, I, to, I need to watch that. I need well, to I've watch it. I've only watched a bit of it because it's like two hours long. It's really long. Um <laughs> But like I watched about 20 minutes of it because I usually listen to stuff like that when I do my makeup. Okay. So I was listening to it. And the reason I didn't finish it was because I went to go back to it the day later and it started from the start again. And I couldn't remember when I fin- I like ended it. Uh, so I was really annoyed and I gave up with the network. But um <laughs> I probably like rage quit. I was so angry. Um but that was incredible. Like that the 20 minutes I heard were insane. So it's two hours long, so I'd recommend that. The Randy Orton one was really, really good as well. Yeah, the Randy Orton. Um, Sash Banks, Bailey, really enjoyed those two as well. They were really insightful. Um, you know, I did not think... I, I was I was really excited for Bailey's hair turn, really excited. But a part of me was like, she is such a pure baby face. I didn't know what was going to come for <laughs> a hair turn. Oh, my Lord. I was pleasantly surprised. She is one of the best characters going. Who's this? Bailey. Bailey, sorry, I missed it. I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that one. I love that hero gimmick. Amazing. I do enjoy. I miss. I miss all the little like um, what were they? The little infl- the little inflatable people. The wacky waving arm fleet. That's wacky, it. Yeah. I miss inflatable them. Inflatable arm fleet tube men. There we go. Yeah, I do miss them. <laughs> I do like her as a heel. Yeah, um, she's great. Obnoxious, but brilliant. Like she, yeah, like... she's, she's, you, you do actually with the whole ding dong, hello. Like, <laughs> she's detestable in yeah. the best way. She's so good. She's really I... like, she's really took that and run with it. I like, I like yeah. what she's done with it. Yeah. I, 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 speaking of the broken school session, so, and the book I'm reading, the autobiographies and things like that, I love, um, I do love, hearing more of what brought them to where they are and yeah when they were younger i edge many moons ago ages ago brought up but they brought a documentary out of edge um it's just so eye-opening it's yeah so and the beth phoenix one as well the beth phoenix i need to watch that i need oh, to watch that one it's a tearjerker it's been on my list for a while yeah since it came out i actually. think it's yeah. I put it on Twitter, so I'm not afraid to say this, but it's a tearjerker. I do. I watched it after one of the. I think it was after one of the, one of the, after the first mania. I think it was, and I was, my eye was bawling. It was <laughs> such an amazing documentary. Do you enjoy mania? I enjoyed the first. The, I both NXT shows were mind blowing. Um, I enjoyed the first night of WrestleMania. I don't, yeah. Didn't enjoy the second. I was a bit. I got. 
Yeah, I think I prefer the first one to the second one. I think. I don't know. I mean, I there was good and bad matches for both of them. With the second one, I couldn't I couldn't click with it. But the first one, every single match for me delivered in my personally to me, and it's different for everyone. That's the beauty of wrestling. But yeah. in my eyes, every match delivered. And the main event, Sasha versus Bianca, was just incredible. Watching Bianca beat down before the match even started was Yeah, I really oh. like Bianca Belair is one of those where, like, you can just tell she's going to go places. Like, she's really, really incredible. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed watching her and, like, watching, um, you know, like, the little documentaries they were doing for her and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, I really liked those. I think she's going to go go good places. Um, she's phenomenal. But, yeah, that match was, I really enjoyed that match. That whip, that her whip. Oh, Oh. Ugh, that popped me so hard when I watched that match back. Oh, yeah, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. <laughs> Sasha had the mark all the way around as well. It, it was amazing. I bet it bloody hurt <laughs> when I got hit. Right, I got hit by Kendall Sticks in that bloody street fight. And <laughs> they they hurt right. So getting hit by someone's tied up hair. That that shit hurts, and yeah. I, like oh, I just that I, was it, It's one of those pains where like you know how that would feel. Like in a lot of wrestling, yeah. you can't imagine how certain things would feel, but it was one of them where like I can imagine how getting hit with hair would like really really hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I, showed, I showed it to my brother because he doesn't he's not interested in wrestling, so I showed that clip of like to him and the noise it made. He just went, ooh. Ooh, yeah. he got you just know it in. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what would you say your favourite match was at Media? Oh, you know what? I can't even remember the matches that were on now. <laughs> you had um, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, which was a blinder. I Yeah, um, I, I enjoy both those wrestlers. I really, really enjoy both those, like. They're two wrestlers that I, I, I really enjoy watching. Cesaro's mm-hmm. just insane. Yeah. Like, there he's he one... I, I just... I don't know what it is. I just... He's so, so good. Seth Rollins. <laughs> I don't know. I just enjoyed all the matches, to be honest. That match was good. I enjoyed... Oh, Kevin Owens <laughs> and... Um, sorry, I'm holding my phone and it keeps rolling. Oh, no, it's all right. Um, I don't know. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn enjoyed that one. I don't get why they added Logan Paul. No, he didn't do anything. I. He didn't do seemed anything. Really po- like, seemed really pointless to me. It's yeah. probably just trying to get like a bigger, you know, more people, like more eyes on it. Maybe I get that. I get that, but I don't think that was the match that needed it. Oh no. I don't. Oh. I, they they Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn don't need anything else. Just put no. those two in a ring. You don't need a story. The fans will be there. They are that yeah. good. Those those two are just that good. So it's yeah that the inclusion of Logan Paul kind of docked it for me a bit. I know. It I didn't see kept him. showing him, and he looked like a caricature every time he sat in the chair. I was like, I know it just seemed really pointless to me. Mm. Like, yeah, I was like, what are you doing here? I just I expect him to be like some sort of like special guest referee, isn't it? But 
Yeah. Would have made more sense for him to actually be involved in the match a bit more. But one big positive yeah. from my eyes, one massive positive, was Bad Bunny. That was insane. Yeah. I bloody love Bad Bunny. That match. <laughs> I forgot about that match. That match was so, so good. Miz and John Morrison. Oh. They, know, they know how to do a job and they know how to do it yeah. well. Like, Yeah, they do. The Miz is... I only ever heard good things from that match. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. The, the Miz in my eyes is one of the more underrated wrestlers going, personally. I, he, my... he was like my, my brother's favourite wrestler when like we started watching it together. And he's always said that, like he's, he's wow. like, greatly like underappreciated. Even when that he's doing like that... the stuff of um Yeah, wow. Sorry. No, even no, like sorry. the stuff with you know, Sandow. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I oh, I watched him incredible. like I went to a live show <laughs> when he was doing that. Oh. I'm watching it at house show and it's just fucking incredible. I that bet man that was so good. Got paid, like <laughs> <laughs> Great summary that he's gone because he was so so good. I really enjoyed him, and I thought he was a really good wrestler as well. So I'm kind of gutted he was he went. Um, yeah, he's really good, really really good. But that buddy. match, that match, like that was really good. I enjoyed that match. Bad Bunny did a Canadian destroyer. He's not a wrestler, <laughs> and he did a Canadian destroyer. I love it. I love it. Uh, that popped so me. Good. Like, my brother was in bed for both nights because he was in. He had to for work, so we had to be quiet. And there were so many moments where I almost screamed, and that was one of them. <laughs> Mental. It's a great. It was a great show, though. I just think the second night underdelivered for me, but the main event with Edge, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns was just. That was it, it was yeah. Yeah. It was. It I, was watched, I watched that in the gym. I was like trying to pop, just like screaming in the gym. Um, <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> it's a great match, really, really great. Really I, I edge, edge and AJ Styles for me are my two favorites of all time. Yeah. So, what have your? What would it would have? It would have been what are your goals for twenty twenty? But well, well, what twenty twenty one? When wrestling's to return, what would be your goals and aspirations for you? When wrestling to return? Um, just to wrestle as much as I can. Like, I feel like over lockdown, it's kind of put to me a lot more. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of like put that into practice. Yeah. Um, and I just want to wrestle everywhere. I want to like get on some more, like get more known around the country. I would love to like fly out somewhere and wrestle like in another country. Like that'd be really, really cool. And I really hope I get to like experience that soon because I'd love that. Like, um, like I'd love to like go to Japan. That'd be really, really interesting. Um, maybe go to Mexico. That really intrigues me. Um, America, like the American like women's wrestling scene over there is is incredible. Like I follow like bits of it, and some of the women that I see that are coming out are just just being like, being pumped out there constantly like this so incredible um so yeah maybe traveling a bit more when it comes to coming back to wrestling because i just want to wrestle as many people as possible um and i feel like it's quite restrictive like at the minute here because it's like i feel like it's like a bunch of women and it's always like we're all wrestling the same women um so i feel like i can, can kind of like 
I've wrestled the same women so many times, which is, I, I enjoy it, but it'd be nice to learn from other people at the same time. Yeah, um, I get that. And obviously going out to different countries as well, that'd be, that'd be like doing that and being in other country at the same time. Um, wrestling a lot more people just in general in England and stuff, just trying to wrestle as many people around here. Um, when they, when the future belt back, please. Um, I would enjoy that. Yes. Um, yes, me too. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Just resting, really. I just want to kind of get stuck in again. Um, wrestle more, wrestle everyone. Um, yeah, just want to wrestle. <laughs> I think we've reached that point now, but we just want everything to go back. I'm so fed up and I mean like we all are and it's, yeah. re- it's really hard for everyone and you know like it's it's so difficult but it's it's quite nice now like a few shows have been announced and there's some yeah. Debbie Downers that are like oh you know it's not gonna happen but I try and just keep positive about it because there's gonna have to be an end some like the end's gonna come eventually there's gotta be an end you know um and now everyone's vaccinated and stuff I'm hoping that maybe not yeah. even just wrestling, but like just for the world to get back to normal as well for everyone else, you know, because it's not just wrestlers that are struggling. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's everyone is, you know, there's so many aspects in life where people are struggling. So it'd just be so nice just for the world to go back to normal. Um for me, it'd be for wrestling, but I don't really do I'm quite a boring person, but um <laughs> yeah, I just seeing those shows be announced is so I can just feel it in my chest, just like, oh my god, it's, you know, this time round, it might work, and we might be able to actually get shows back and winning, and you know, might be able to wrestle again, and it's very really nerve wracking because I feel like I forgot how to just do wrestling things, mm. but it's really nice. I keep thinking how, like, I keep thinking that I forgot how to do my entrance. Um, <laughs> or like, I was sat thinking the other day, like, how do I get out of the ring once I've like finished my match? I forgot how to get out, like. <laughs> What if I lose? What am I supposed to do again? Like, I just forget that the most simple things. So, yeah, I just, I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's like riding the bike. Once you get back into it, it'll all come back. I know. <laughs> it's just me being the awkward. <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, like, I'm so excited for shows to come back. So am I. So am and I. I think, yeah, I think we all are. I think we've kind yeah. of got to that point now where you're just kind of counting down the days now. Yeah. We'll get there. They're announced. I and as I said, people are vaccinated. So I can I can see this being good. I, I'm not, I'm really looking forward to this. It'd be just be normality again, watching yeah. watching people beat each other up in spandex. <laughs> <laughs> I've got new gear to debut as well. There's so much money on that. I'm like, and here I am. Can't bloody wear it. Heartbreaking. <laughs> You'll get there. Maybe. <laughs> well, Holly, do you have anything to plug? Any social media or anything? Um, just my Twitter and my Instagram, really. Just um, I think it's Holly Barlow underscore. I think my Twitter and Instagram is. And then my big cartel. I just got new merch out. So, yeah. Um, that's all I've got to plug, really. I've <laughs> not really got many, many things to plug. But, yeah, just my social medias, really. Okie doke. Well, Holly, thank you very much. I thoroughly thank you for having me. It was a pleasure, absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, everyone. (laughs) See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.